Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, let's talk about trees. Jim Hardy, director of Park Operations for Tree People, is here to help us saw through knotty questions that might stump intellectual saplings. He'll get to the root of why Theodore Roosevelt said, quote, to exist as a nation, to prosper as a state, to live as a people, we must have trees. Plus, an Anne Margaret sighting. How's she holding up? Better than Elvis. I'm Adam Felber. This show's topical arborist, trying to keep our conversation growing gracefully along a single branch. And now, please welcome the woman who happily grafts a topical dogwood onto a conversational flowering hibiscus, Paula Poundstone. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Welcome, Paula, and a big thank you to tonight's house band returning champion accordionist, Alexei Chibaluk. Fantastic. Alexei, welcome back. Great to have you, man. Um, and I love that La Vienne Rose. Thank you. Paula, um, I understand that you ran into legendary performer Anne Margaret. I did. I was so I was at a USO event and Anne Margaret was being honored with the first annual Bob Hope USO uh, Performer Award. And uh, there she was. Yeah. Anne Margaret. And I, wow. I made my way over to her and I leaned down because she was sitting and uh, and I whispered to her that uh, you and I had recently watched Viva Las Vegas. We reviewed it on this very program. And I can't remember why we watched it. What film were we connecting it to? This was your idea. We were... Lion King. Lion King. Wasn't it? Yes. The yeah. live action Lion King was coming out. So we, in order to let people know... If they should watch the live action Lion King... Did we watch the original Lion King? We did not. No. We watched... Viva Las Vegas because it had the king of rock and roll. Yes, the king and of rock and roll. That's uh, and uh, and we re- recommended people not watch The Lion King because Viva Las Vegas is a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. But, but I didn't say that to Anne Margaret. What I said to Anne Margaret is what we said to one another was that Elvis was all but unwatchable and she you couldn't take your eyes off you her. You could not take your eyes off her. She She's was unbelievable. And you told her that. Yes, I did tell her wow, that. Wow, did yeah. that go well? Uh, yeah, and I said I said Elvis was awful, and she was like, "Oh, you, I love Elvis. I love Elvis." You said Elvis was awful. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, said, yeah. I love him singing. I didn't. I just meant in that particular. Yeah, film, but you're aware that during the filming of Viva Las Vegas, as we covered on this program, she and Elvis had a torrid and very satisfying love affair. No, how do you know whether or not and. 
Margaret was satisfied by Elvis. Because she said so. <laughs> she did? Yeah, I think so. You, 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 no, no, what, no. were you in like the hotel room next door? Yeah, I had a glass against the wall like yeah, they did in the old movies. That's just right, Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but I, you put down her old boyfriend. Well, I didn't mean to. I didn't know they were old. That was I, didn't know, I didn't know that I wasn't listening at the wall the way you were. I had no idea. You apparently weren't listening um, at the podcast we recorded together either. <laughs> I tend to drift. Um, <laughs> you know what? She was very pleased to hear how much we uh, we enjoyed her performance. And uh, I'm so glad. And they showed at this event, they showed a clip of her performing at the USO. I think this might have been in Vietnam. I can't swear to it. And uh, well, oh my god, Vietnam gosh. was in the smack dab she, middle of her heyday. She was great. Yeah, and they, no the doubt. Troops really were loving it. And and uh, congratulations, uh, Anne Margaret. But you know what, Adam. I have been so excited all day to tell you about this. I want to thank you for wearing your Argyle sweater vest, and Tony is wearing her peplos. Yeah. Uh, I was over with Tom Hanks just before the show began. Okay. He's over. We're kind of using Roger Federer's store as like okay. a green room because there's wow. no more room in this. There's and so I, much untruth here. I came, I came early to bring the petty force where the— and Mrs. Culpepper agreed not to wear her ruby satin now, dress. Now, to review for our view, for our listeners who might have been paying about as much attention to our podcast as you do, um, uh, Tom Hanks, you're according keeping, to Paula, you're keeping has, Tom Hanks waiting. But go ahead, has agreed. <laughs> I'm keeping him waiting. Yeah, okay, yeah. has agreed to appear on our. Um, He's the nicest guy in Hollywood, but he, he, had, known as nice he had some conditions. He had some conditions. And we seem to have met those conditions We've had the Argyle sweat, sweater yeah, vest. Yeah, he wanted the, uh, Adam to wear an Argyle sweater vest. He uh, loves Tony in her uh, traditional Greek peplos. Boy, uh, I, would, I would love not, to hear you try to say traditional Greek peplos again. Traditional Greek peplos. Much he better. did not want Mrs. Culpepper to wear her uh Mrs. Uh, Culpepper, the southern gentry satin, hand puppet uh, that you've introduced That's right, so I'm not wearing my ruby satin dress. No. <laughs> On behalf of uh, Tom Hanks. I thought you didn't truckle to Tom Hanks. I do not like to truckle to Tom Hanks, but it seems so important to Paula uh, that uh, and I love Paula. I know you do. Uh, You're I quite decided, attached to her. And Tom Hanks, I'm a little titillated myself, not as much as Aunt Margaret may have been with Elvis, but nonetheless, I'm very excited <laughs> to say that uh, we saw Tom Hanks over at uh, Roger Federer's. So we saw no. Tom Hanks okay. over at Roger Federer's. Yes. He is waiting there. Again, not Roger Federer's show. store. It's an appliance store called Fetter. No, it's Roger Federer's. No, it's uh, the sign it's is Roger, quite clear. It's, the, it's Roger Federer's. He got you know, Adam. You can't win every fucking tennis game. You gotta have a backup. I I, I do understand that. So but he's that's not Tom Hanks is over there. I want to thank Roger Federer, uh, who only regrets that he can never come to see the show because he's you know selling the microwaves. But uh, <laughs> we got uh, uh, the pet. Where are the Pedophores, did oh, you? Because right I came early to break. Wait a minute. Is that that fucking llama still in the room? Yeah, that's the llama that Anthony Alfaro, our Shit. engineer, brought last week. Shit! And look at it. It's got the pedophore box over well, there. I'm sure Tom fucker. I'm sure Tom Hanks will understand. No, he won't come without the pedophores. God damn it, Anthony Alfaro. So what? Are you going to have to go outside now and tell him not to come in? I guess. Go ahead. I uh, okay. Go tell him. All right. Now, for you listening out there, I don't know what Paula's doing out there, but I, I, I'm willing to guarantee to you that she's not going to talk to Tom Hanks and Roger Federer and, and uh, assure them that, uh, that, that pedophiles will be back next week. But as long as I have an opportunity to tell you people this, it's, what we're going to try to do tonight is what I've been wanting to do for— Adam, the llama ate the pedophiles! 
He just he just took off. Did you hear that car? No. You didn't hear that car? No. Yeah, Tom I, Hanks. I just heard you outside left. the door making a vroom noise. I did not. Uh, I did not make. Is that a, the car? In, I did not make a vroom noise. Adam. Yeah, yeah. That's what childish. would it sound like if you did? Uh, vroom. That's what I, it sounded I, yeah. like. No. Yeah. No, I can't believe it. We were so close. I've been so excited to have Tom Hanks. I told you not to truckle to Tom Hanks. He's fickle. <laughs> That's right, Mrs. Mrs. Here I am without my ruby sateen dress. It was a it was a damnable calumny. That's, That's what it was. It was a calumny. What what exactly are you wearing tonight, uh, Mrs. Culpepper? Nothing. <laughs> Well, that's very gentry of you. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure the captain will appreciate that when you get home. The captain will roll over in his grave. In he's, his what? He's not alive, Adam. Oh this dear is me! A disgrace to the captain's memory. So now you now you find yourself widowed and naked. I'm widowed and naked and and, uh, and ashamed. I'm so sorry. I'm deeply ashamed. It's a bad night for Mrs. Culpepper. It's so I will not I will not make your night worse by asking about the damn conditions. Damn Tom Hanks, nicest man in show business. Well, what makes people think that? He has stripped from me my ruby sateen dress. Oh, dear. And, and the honor of Captain Culpepper, whose memory is dear to all of us. Uh, well, m- most of us. I don't really know much about the captain, to be honest with you. He I was, was surprised to hear... He was a wonderful man. He was an honorable man. Okay. And he what... was a cheese-eating man. A cheese-eating man. Oh, that's right. I think I remember reading in the local paper when I was a little boy that he passed away due to... I don't want to bring up bad memories, but oh, yeah. Pass from tyrotoxism. Tyrotoxism. Which is uh, poisoning from uh, a cheese or dairy product. And which dairy product was it? It was the good of the god of Madame Oh, I'm sorry to hear it, Mrs. Culpepper. (laughs) Very, very sorry to hear it. Um, Well, why don't you throw on a Peplos or something? uh, This is awful. Yeah. Uh, I would enjoy wearing a Peplos if Tony. Would go naked? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, Mrs. Culpepper. A lot to ask of a producer. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's 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 hard to ask it of a hand puppet, let alone yeah. a producer. A, a what? A I, uh, <laughs> Adam, I want you to know something. I got my flu shot today. I went Did to you? the Rite Aid. I didn't want to do it because I hate shots. And okay. you know what I realized in the process is that I actually get angry. That's what happened because I, I'm a little bit scared. And so uh, I took my scooter over, but I left my helmet and sunglasses on while I got the shot in case I passed out. Because the helmet makes sense. I don't get the sunglasses. I, I don't want anybody knowing who passed out, Adam, oh, from a yeah. flu shot. It's just yeah, embarrassing. Sure, that's exactly uh, what would happen. But if I, you was out. Bit, uh, I was a little bit. I was. I'm glad you, you know did what? it. I did do it. It was a good thing to do. I, but I was. Uh, I found myself being very uncharacteristically. Uh, angry with the people who just were, you know, I said, I need a, a flu shot. And the right. woman at the counter at the Rite Aid pharmacy said, okay. And I became like Elise Stefanik, the representative from, from New, New York. York. From uh, the uh, Albany area or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah doing the, some of the questioning in the uh, impeachment, impeachment uh, inquiry. inquiry. I, I, said, I said, I need a flu shot. And the woman said, okay, in just a minute. And I said, right, uh, spelled correctly, because um, it's R-I-T-E. And uh, wow. You know. And she got, said, got "Ma'am, this is a CVS." To, yeah, no, no, it was, it okay. was, which is also spelled wrong. Uh, no, it's not. It's spelled. <laughs> I said to her, "I go. There was a study because you know they, where the pharmacy is. They're all built the same. Where the pharmacy is, there's also the the rows and rows of the supplements and uh, what do you call herbs." Okay. You know, that you can buy in the, oh, yeah. in the, the medical stuff that, the section. The stuff that doesn't do anything. Well, precisely. And yeah. that's exactly what I and said And you pointed to that out, too. Uh-huh. I, she, she wow, said, I would have given said, you, with you I would have gotten the wide-bore needle at that point for I, you. I, no, you know what I said to her? I said, you know, there was a study that there's not even rose hips in the rose hips. 
Wow. And, uh, I don't yeah. even know what a she rose was, hip is. I don't either. That's because what I said to her. Because roses don't appear to have hips. That's exactly what I said to her. And then wow. she played like da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and a rose did like a little thing across the counter. Wow, we just wandered off into a strange area there. <laughs> I don't so you got so. the flu shot. I did get the flu shot, but I found myself being angry. And so you know what I did, Adam? What'd you do, Paula? I went to the Gap. Is that a place in your mind where you feel good, or did you go to the... <laughs> Or did you go to the store? No, yeah, that's my happy place. The Gap. No, I went to the Gap. I went to the Gap uh, to buy some jeans. And uh, you know what's weird? They don't have regular jeans at the Gap anymore. What do you mean? They have they jeans? Just, no, they used to have a wall of just regular jeans. I like the kind that are crispy. I like the kind that are crispy stiff jeans? as a board. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They don't yeah, sell those anymore. They don't anymore. have those anymore. They have like this stretchy, They're, they're pre-distressed stretchies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They already have holes in them. I'm like, well, that's why I was buying new ones, because these ones. Well, I'm sure you I found t- some without holes. I took off a pair that's apparently worth hundreds. Uh <laughs> To buy one, uh, and then so I got a guy to help me because I couldn't because they're in different places. I said, "Well, I just want regular jeans like these here." This is a delightfully unfocused story. No, it is focused. I'll tell you why. Okay, I was so angry that I bought tight jeans. No. Yeah. And who are you lashing out at with that, Paula? My, ch- <laughs> my children. <laughs> 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 I bought tight jeans purposely to upset my children. So I said to this guy, I said, I, he's, I, he gave me a pair, and I said, well, I'll go try mine. And then he said, well, why don't you take these, these? I think they were like 32s or something. He said, why don't you take these 27s as well? And I said, okay. And, uh, 27s? So I, so I took them in. To, he said they don't have 28s anymore. I don't know why. Um, uh, so okay. I took them in to try them on. And, you know, the 27s fit over one thigh so i <laughs> and then i go to the counter to pay and the guy was there and he goes which ones worked like right in front of everybody wow yeah i said the bigger ones asshole <laughs> wow you were just uh yeah i yeah. just yeah i Angry said I, could, today. You... I couldn't get the other ones over my rose hips <laughs> <laughs> So you're not wearing, those aren't them. You're no, not wearing these are my, these are my old regular jeans. These jeans, these jeans are worth a thousand dollars right now. Are they now? Yeah, because they have a handcrafted, uh, no, they have, I like jeans that you, you wear them and, and they get holes because you wore them. Yeah. I don't want the manufacturer putting holes in them. Well, a lot of us are too lazy sense. to really get holes in our jeans anymore. But why do you want holes in your jeans? Oh, That's so it the looks other like we're thing. active. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It looks like you're I want active. the look of the outdoorsy active lifestyle, yeah. and, uh, but I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. It. That's why I like to wear a bib with a lot of food all over it. Yeah. <laughs> I wear lobster bibs just to make people think I had lobster. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. That's a good idea. I'm eating it's lobster twenty four seven. Yeah. I put a lot of those bands that you get into nightclubs with on my arms, and oh, yeah, I haven't those been are good. to a nightclub in years. <laughs> just, it just, just creates wear. a nice impression. Yeah. People like, are like, you're oh important. my god. People yeah. go see that chick in the tight jeans. With the rose hips, she and goes the bracelets. to clubs. Yeah, she goes and, and to the crown clubs because she's also a princess. I, am I? Am I? I don't know. I have a word, Adam. The word, Adam, is uh, piquant. It's piquant. An I know that adjective word. That means uh, well, it's got a couple of meanings actually. Uh, the first meaning is pleasantly savory. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, pungent. Yes. Uh, the second meaning is engagingly provocative. Uh, yeah. Or also having a lively charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, you're nodding your head like you were very familiar with piquant to begin yes, with. Yes, it's frequently used with the word observation. Like someone makes a piquant observation, which is well, on point and pleasant and, yeah. It's what? 
Yeah, like a pe- that, that doesn't a, use one of those definitions. What the hell is a pecan defi- observation? Where are your definitions here? Let me take a look. Well, yes, a charming, engaging, and provocative observation would be a piquant observation. Who makes a charming observation? I do all the time. Give me an example. Um, let's see. When, what was my last charming observation? Yeah, I um, rest my case. I observed that the uh, that the Roger Federer so-called store across the street is, in fact, Fetter, an appliance store. That's not charming. I guess not. No. <laughs> I just wanted to bring it up again. <laughs> it's Roger Federer's. No, it's not. Yeah, yes. Sometimes yeah. if you listen really carefully, you can hear a tennis ball bouncing against the wall. Because he's because, practicing? Yeah, when the things are a little slow over in the appliance store. There are a lot of sounds out on Miranda Street. A tennis yeah. ball being hit by a professional against a wall is not one of them. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. That's, that's somebody's head. No, that's another non-peacant <laughs> observation that you've known. <laughs> well, we're going to add peacant to the I'm, list of words that you're going to forget. I'm hoping. That's the thing. I do keep forgetting the words. You know, yeah. my short-term memory loss is enough to make me barely teachable at this point. I find it impossible to keep these words in my head, so I'm trying to use the magic of music to make them mine. Okay. Each week I add magic a word. Magic of music to make them mine. That's good. Yeah, thank you. That's a piquant observation. Each week I no. add a word to our vocabulary song. And of course, we are begging listeners to compose a more effective song than I've been able to conjure. Which is in point of fact terrible. Uh, thank you. Okay. Uh, another <laughs> another piquant observation, I guess. No, that's a little so, bit mean, but it's true. Cat <laughs> Stevens, if you're listening, this Please. seems right up your alley. Anybody, uh, brothers and sisters, bail us out. All right, here, here's here's my best. Oh, so boy. this is the... Do you want some accompaniment from Alexei Chebolov? Uh, if he, if he, Chebolov? If he can. Uh, uh, um, uh, Alexei, just listen to what she's singing and see if you can play along. That's going to be the probably the greatest challenge of your musical career to date. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Thank you, Lexi. All right, ready? Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect 
favorite mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula, you know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself a whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i, I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. They're oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Wentz sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Uh, I've really forgotten the tune entirely. This week's word is piquant. It's an adjective that means pleasantly savory, pungent. It can also mean engagingly provocative, also having a lively charm. Last week's word was opprobrium. It's a noun meaning disgrace or reproach brought from conduct considered shameful. Looking back, we also had clack. It's a noun that means individual organized group hired to applaud a performance as in a theater. The week before that, the word was horologe. It's a noun that means timepiece as a clock, watch, or hourglass. The week before, the word was probity, a noun meaning moral excellence, integrity. Another week back, we had nugatory. It's an adjective that means a consequential, worthless, having no force. Go with me, Alexi. Having no force in operative. Adam didn't think it was the right word to describe the incorrectly prescribed antibiotic for my bladder infection, but I did, I did, I did. Okay. Uh, um, Thank you very much. Now, um... What do you think, you Alexi? Just keep Maybe you... Are we gonna? Was, just sticks a, with you, doesn't it? I have a couple of little observations. Yeah. The way that you're constructing this song is you're just adding another word onto the front end. You just figure every that week. out. Well, I, I just want to say that, like, what I think is great about this week's is that it's shorter than next week's. <laughs> <laughs> so, first observation, and, and if you if you keep well, with something in mind. <laughs> um, last week I accused you. Of catching a little bit of the melody from Lullaby of Broadway. But I couldn't have because I've never seen it or heard it. Um, okay. It's a song. Come on along. I'll take you to listen to the Lullaby of Broadway. That's what you're stealing. Now no, I don't I'm think that anymore. not stealing anything. Now I think what you're stealing is the, the, the human rights violation known as the 1877 Cars for Kids ad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you got there. <laughs> but Alexi, uh, yeah, thank you for trying. Um, uh, so again, brilliant, Alexi. Thank li you. Um, all right. Now, listeners, if you'd like to send us your original vocabulary song, we're at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. Yeah. That's right. Cat Stevens, that's where we are.
Yes, please save us. Uh, coming up, an old Chinese proverb says, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Jim Hardy, director of park operations for Tree People, will talk to us about planting trees right now when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. <laughs> And we're back, Paula. Speaking of fly me to the moon, trees. Trees. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to master a segue. I'm not succeeding. No, Paula, that was the good. New York Times published this news item from Washington State. It turns out that prisoners in solitary confinement were given a document with tips on how to relieve stress. And one of those tips was plant a tree. I'm not surprised. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it would ease the burden of a solitary confinement, but it's a nice idea planting a tree. Yeah. Yeah, you feel a little connection to the thing when you when you plant it. You too. planted many a tree. Uh, well, a couple. I wouldn't say many, but oh, a couple. Okay. Uh, well, you have planted uh, trees with the help of tree people, right? The organization. Yes. You love those that organization, don't What's you? What's not to love? It's a beautiful a, a beautiful uh, they have a beautiful park. Yes. Uh, up, up there in the hills. Up in the hills and then uh and then also they do education and advocacy uh oh. for uh, both trees and conservation and we are so lucky now. Yes, they they uh they're an organization that inspires and supports people of LA to come together and plant and care for trees, harvest the rain and renew depleted landscapes. We're thrilled to have someone here who can answer all our questions about trees and we have so many. He is the director of park operations for those tree people. Please welcome Jim Hardy. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Welcome. Great to be here. So you're up there in the hills planting trees? Yes. Okay. And taking care of them up there in the hills, in the park. In the park. We plant trees all over the city with people in their communities. We go out and and make communities greener, schoolyards, churchyards, streets. Uh, We're transforming Los Angeles. That's wonderful. Why are trees important? Oxygen, uh, shade, beauty, uh, health. Uh, trees actually calm your heart level. They've done studies showing that people in hospitals looking out a room window at trees actually heal faster than people with the same ailments in a room that looks out on asphalt and concrete. Wow. True, true stuff. Not what about the middle jungle. ground, like other plants, like grass? That's good, too. Well, <laughs> Shrubs. It's good to look at yeah. because it's green. We, we evolved in that kind of environment. We humans uh, a million years ago in Africa, we, we were surrounded by greenery. But when you talk about grass in L.A., LA, you, you bring my mind to the fact that we want people in LA to create sustainable landscapes. And, and yeah. And, and you know where I'm going with this. Right. Grass, grass is a is water cobbler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In most cases. Yeah. Uh, so Our garden should have succulents and things in them, right? Well, succulents are one way to go, but there's plenty of wonderful native plants and plants from other similar climates. That This is a Mediterranean climate that we're in, a dry climate, but around the world there are other plants that aren't succulents. You can have leafy, beautiful, colorful plants if you select right. You don't have to go with succulents and cactus. Uh, but plant the right thing in the right place, and it will survive in this climate, and you don't need all that water. Now, I, Jim Hardy happens to be a good friend of mine, and I've known Jim This for, Jim Hardy? This Jim Hardy that oh, we have wow. here. <laughs> I turned to Adam to say that Jim is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, I've known Jim for years, and Jim, uh, you're an energetic guy. 
Yeah. And yes. the idea that trees are calming makes me shudder <laughs> at the idea. Like, what if you worked in the concrete industry? You'd be like a basket case. You're absolutely right. And yeah. that's why I love going to the park. Because, because <laughs> it's all that's keeping the lid on you. Oh, my God. But, but, but they also make you feel good. And, and they give you energy in that sense, right, to turn that inside out. I mean, they make you feel good. People come to the park and all the time they, they say how they love it there because it's tranquil. They get away from the city. It's quiet. I, I told you this story uh, over the summer. A woman in the park, one of the regulars, talked to me on the trails with tears in her eyes saying she comes to the park and it helped her get through her divorce. Wow. Wow. Because of the feelings, you know, the calm, the nice, the, yeah. the escape from no, the tension below. That's, that's a great really thing. nice. You yeah. know, maybe if she had come before the divorce, she could have... <laughs> Kept the marriage together. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. with the partner. That's, you know, it's a matter of order of operations. Absolutely. It's so important here. Really I hope is. that was your quick rejoinder to her. Um, <laughs> I hope it wasn't. That was your comforting rejoinder. Why didn't Not... you come before? You'd still be with the asshole. Um, now, let me ask you, do you have to plant? trees don't they just grow well they do I mean, how did forests get there? Uh, Mother Nature. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, and, and they do. But 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 if you're planting trees in an urban environment, especially a dry urban environment like right. ours, they need help. They need human help to get started uh, and care in those early years to get established. Just like like young kids need help. Trees, especially in a dry city like this. to help young kids? Well, oh, I feel no, awful. No, you, just, you just halfway bury them and pour water on them. Oh, I feel horrible. <laughs> and, so they do need planting. But but. You know, you're from Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Lots we had woods. Behind woods. our house, we had woods. My wife and I love going to Vermont, right? Same thing. We woods. never once watered a tree my whole life. Well, well, and <laughs> you well. don't. In an environment like that, you probably don't need to water. Maybe you water when you plant it, but but, but it's a uh, biome where where the, the trees that are there naturally are are adapted for the exact kind of climate that they're in. Very good. <laughs> 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 but but think about this. <laughs> Picture those beautiful forests of Massachusetts and Vermont. Go back a hundred years ago, and most of those seriously were clear cut, right, to supply lumber really? in, the, in the 1800s for Boston, New York, as those cities grew. Mostly clear cut, clear cut. But now you drive through, you're driving through forests. That's Mother Nature at work. That's yeah. very inspiring to me in, in terms of if we just let nature do its thing. In some places, look, in a look, generation or two, it, it renews itself. That's wonderful. yeah. Don't I mean they do. They, did Johnny Appleseed just drop seeds as he walked, or did he do more for them than that? He, uh, he followed Paul Bunyan along. and yeah, There was no Johnny Appleseed. No, there, there wasn't? <laughs> no. You there know, wasn't they, really a Johnny Appleseed? No, there no was. that guy there, over at Federer's lied to you. There, <laughs> oh, I feel awful. There, there was a Johnny Appleseed. It's Thank based you. on truth. But from grade school, most of us have this kind of image. Yes, he's, he just dropped seeds and went on his way. But but more intelligently, he... Well, one, one second. Captain Crinkle. No, Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Bonnie Burns. I don't, uh, I'm not sure the listeners can hear. I know the listeners can't. She's drinking from a plastic water bottle. And squeezing to, it. To, Im to impress our conservationist friend, she's drinking from a plastic water bottle, and she's playing it like an accordion. Yeah. Uh, I would see it another way. Now, now she's complaining that I interrupted him. Sorry, Jim. This is the kind of stuff we have to put up with here. Put it here. down, Bonnie. Okay. 
The great thing about Johnny Appleseed <laughs> yeah. was that he he actually created nurseries. Seriously, he he uh, more uh, successfully than just throwing seeds in the ground. He created nurseries, grew saplings and seedlings for other people to plant. Right? Oh, that's he, good. he would create a nursery. That's not in the book, and, Jim. Well, it's there. <laughs> I think it's I on mean, Wikipedia. I have, the, I have a Johnny Appleseed book that I used to yeah. read to my kids, and he just wore a pot on his head and dropped yeah. seeds. Well, yeah, that's he, not him. He was a character, and and he was also spread spreading a particular religion of the time. I can't remember oh, the name of oh, it, but Jesus. it was it's a, a unique, ugly story yeah, when it gets strange down to religion. It. Oh, was it one of those like 19th yeah. century cult things? Yes, because oh. it was this early 1820s or 1810s. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that, was, yeah. that was a very yeah. He was Jim Jones time. with a green thumb. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> and, and Well, one of the stories about him is that, that uh, you know, because he camped out just without any bedding or anything at night, would build a campfire. When he saw that mosquitoes were dying in the flames, he put out the fire because he didn't want that precious life of the mosquitoes are hard. Okay, that guy was messed wow. up. Yeah, so, died of malaria, he <laughs> did. On, and then he died happily of malaria at the age of 32. Um, hey, can you save my palm tree? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's the problem? Okay, well, uh, a friend of mine called and, uh, you know, let me know that he had uh, two palm tree, I guess they're called saplings at that, but that had dropped off his yeah. big palm tree. Yeah. And then we brought him over to my house. I planted two of them on the front lawn like 18 months ago. One died almost immediately, and the other one... It's shorter than it used to be, although it is pushing out. <laughs> Wait a it is pushing it's, out some hopeful fronds right now. It's shorter than it used to be. It's growing they down. They don't usually it's grow down. Up. I mean, I'm not an expert like Jim, but that doesn't sound right. It, it was right. a taller stalk, and then uh, the stalk kind of broke. Um, and but now it's sending up another shoot, and I wanted to live this time. Were you watering it? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, here, here's, I'll tell you something. I, I know very little about palm trees. We, we were, first of all, palm trees are not trees. They're really a grass relative. They're a relative of grass. I and didn't it's know a, that. Whole, wow. a whole separate family. Have you ever cut a palm tree uh, across the trunk? What kind of monster do you think I am? You won't, <laughs> you won't see the rings of a tree. You'll see these, it looks like spaghetti threads coming yes. through. It's okay. grass. Yeah. It's grass. It, it, it does grow really weirdly because wow. these, these green shoots come up through the middle and then yeah. they kind of unfurl into these fronds. It's kind of cool. So, but, but, they're yeah. not native to here either, uh, are they? There are palms that are native to, uh, like, the de desert region, uh, region, palm desert out there and uh -huh. in Mexico, but not to the L.A. area. Where, They're all where, imported. Where, like, what countries, or, or you, you know, oh, like, the Middle Hawaii, East, you find them uh, in Hawaii, Africa, the and there's some, yeah, in the Pacific. There, You know, there's like a thousand there's different a lot of variety. So in the Pacific, yeah. it's not unusual for someone to say, honey, can you go mow the palm tree? Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. <laughs> that is incorrect. Yeah. Oh. Damn it. You wouldn't be able to mow it just because it's related to grass. Well, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Uh-huh. That's what, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> And, and uh, the point I was going to make, and this is no offense, Adam, because I love the fact that you're planting things, but palms don't really do a lot of what we love trees to do in terms of providing a canopy right. uh, uh, that will shade an area, cool it down, uh, uh, shade your home, lessen your need for air conditioning. Oh, we're barely but, using our front lawn. Well, there you go. Uh, so you, But, you know, a cluster of palm trees in times will do that. We'll provide some shade and so on. So now i got to uh, plant a cluster. See, this is how they get yeah, you, Paula. Yeah. This yeah. is how these tree cells can get you. Clusters, clusters of palms are good. Okay. Uh, clusters of palms. But, but again, we, we uh, also tree people, speak, bringing it back to the work we do, we work with volunteers when we're planting. We go to people in their community. And palm trees are usually so friggin' heavy and right. big. Uh, it's not practical to work with with volunteers. We like to work with smaller trees initially. I hear you. Now, uh, Jim planted two... Chinese, Chinese elm. elms at my house. One he planted in the backyard right. and one in the front yard. And okay. I named the trees. I named the backyard one Jim and the front yard one Eileen for Jim's wife. Uh, oh, Eileen. so nice. Uh, but and and uh, 
My dog, Mo, the pod puppy, who's yeah. laying at our feet right now, has ravaged Jim the tree. She it's... will not leave it alone. She has stripped the bark from it multiple times. And we keep putting... What is she a deer? I, she, we've multiple times, like, put fencing and this and that. She digs down to the root ball. She tunnels through, even if you put, like, a fence around it. Uh, and then when Jim came here tonight, she kept growling and barking at him. So there's some relationship <laughs> between that tree and she Jim. She doesn't like the name Jim. I don't know. She wouldn't have fallen for the Kool-Aid thing. Wow. The, the tree is still alive, even though she took a lot of bark. And I know you've seen it since she. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I and I was saying, well, we, well, let's wait until spring to see what it does. Right now, it's holding on. There's still enough of the cambium, the living layer under the bark. If you've ever scratched a branch as a kid, you scratch a young branch, you see green, bright green. Underneath. Oh yeah, that's where the life of the tree is. There, there's tubes and cells sending water from the roots up to the leaves, and 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 sending sh- uh, uh, sugar back down to help the tree grow. What's the chemical formula of water? H2O? What's H2O. the chemical formula of CO2, which trees breathe in? Oh, that, I know that one. It's uh, the chemical formula of carbon dioxide yeah. is CO2. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, so the water question. is pumped up to the leaves, H2O. CO2 is breathed in by the tree. It mixes together through photosynthesis. And creates Se- a sugar. Creates a true? sugar because it pushes out the O2, the oxygen, to us humans, right? And it leaves the sugars, carbohydrates, C's and H's, and they go in and make the tree grow. So with your tree in your backyard, yeah. there's still enough of that living layer under the bark to keep it alive for now. And, and potentially, if the tree is kept well watered and cared for, it can close over, scar over those areas in time. I'm hoping Just in time so. For a so there's, the tree has sugar in it? Yes. Well, it's it's a form of sugar, yes. You so know, if think, Bonnie, think, who wants to try again with the Butterfinger recipe. Captain Crinkle, yeah. yeah. If she were to take the parts of, of Jim the tree that Mo brings her, uh, would she be able to make a Butterfinger with it? She probably could try. No, she couldn't. <laughs> oh, she'll try. One, if she used strip tree bark, it would taste better than what she did last time. But, but two, it, it, it's the outer bark. It, that's not, that doesn't have any sugars in it, right? Not the outer bark, but the layer right under that, the cambium. Yeah, that's right. the one there's, Mo was after. There's the xylem and the phloem on the sides of the oh, cambium. I remember you know that, that from high school yeah. science. But, but think it of, was uh, my fault for training yeah. the dog that way. I said, go get the cambium. Go get the cambium. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that was a mistake. That was you. Go back to Vermont. Where, where do they harvest out of maple trees? Oh, right. Uh, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, I know this one. Okay. I know yeah, this one. See. Corn syrup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So close. And, and any kind of fruit, right? Sugar, that beautiful sugar in an orange or apple, whatever, yeah. is produced by the tree through that process uh, of, of H2O, CO2, uh, O2, and all of that. Did you see my orange tree when you were at the house? I saw it. it is it root bound in that pot, do you think? Root bound. Oh, that's a great question. That's a great I, word. I didn't, I didn't look that close, but root ru- <laughs> It's important if to free it from that pot if it is root bound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. How long can it stay in the pot? I don't know. How yeah. long has it been in the pot? A few years. Oh, goodness. It's, oh, wow, years. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's time to set it free. Yeah, yeah. It's, sort of the, it's sort of the cami of the... Uh, but, but do, do you want to keep it? I mean, yeah. let's find a place to plant it in the yard. Yeah, set that's it free. a good idea. Yeah. 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 Is it bearing Mo fruit? Mo would love that. Yes. Yeah, it does bear fruit. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can build a bigger cage around that. That's uh, a good idea. Yeah. We should just put a cage around Mo. That was kind of the solution A cage with here. wheels on it. I'd like, say Pod Pop was chewing my shoe earlier in this uh, <laughs> You know, she's only nine months, so she is still in a very uh, 
yeah. at this point. She's a big nine months. Uh, but yeah, she likes to chew. Uh, all right. Now, is there a technique, Jim, for planting trees? Yes. Yes. And, and, and Could you share it with us? I, I no. will. <laughs> That'll cost you. Do you hear how energetic he is? He's super he's, energetic. He's calm from the trees. <laughs> we need to bring yeah. like a shrub yeah. in here quick. Yeah. If he worked with plastics, we'd be fucked. <laughs> I'd say two, two, two things everyone should know about planting a tree. First of all, when you take it out of its pot, you want to free those roots. Seriously, we say massage the roots because if the roots are root bound, if the tree is root bound and the roots are circling, it'll stay in that pattern the rest of its life. Okay, really? So you, which is what you want for a palm, but again, a palm isn't a tree. Well, yes, there are palms. <laughs> Why would you bring that up? But because but I had to plant it. Palm and roots, like, palm roots are different. Yeah. yeah, but but yes, any anything, even a house plant, you'd want to free the roots if you you know you okay. could get a house plant in a, in, a, in, a, in a one gallon container and its roots will be circling the bottom right. you want to gently break those free so that they'll start to spread sometimes after a big storm in los angeles you'll see a 50 year old tree that's fallen over yeah. right uprooted and its roots are in a circle because it was never broken out of that pattern when it was planted oh. so, well can you okay because bill Irwin, who was a guest on our show oh once my the goodness, fabulous yes. actor bill this bill one's true Irwin, yeah. he gave me a, a shrub yeah. At Christmas a couple years ago, um, it was like, yeah, I think he got it at like a grocery store, uh, you know, plant thing or something. It, it came in a, a little teeny pot and it was tied up with red ribbon, but it was like a evergreen of some sort. Or I think right. it's a shrub. Um, but uh, I don't know the difference. But anyways, we <laughs> kept it. And then we replanted it, but we never unbound its roots. Yeah. Well, uh, can you go back in and unbind the roots because it's you thriving? Could, you could, you could repot it, you could uppot it, or replant it. Yeah, huh. yeah. I'm Has worried. It been in, you put it in the ground or in another pot? It's just in another pot. In a, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can repot it and just oh. gently, with, with no deeper than your first knuckle, break those roots free. You can huh. even cut them off. Should yeah. I bring it to like a masseuse? Well, uh, I don't know of ones who do that. But, but like are there tree susus? There probably are, for God's sakes, but I don't well, know. You're a tree people. Yeah. Well, we, we don't go that far. Uh, <laughs> the second thing is when you plant the tree, uh, the, the number one killer of trees planted by humans is they're planted too deep, okay? If, if you look at your hand, if this is the the, the roots, and uh -huh. this is the so trunk, we're kind of an, right? we're kind of an audio uh, right. broadcast. Do we, he's showing do we, do his we fingers. Have, I'm showing no, you. But and now <laughs> and the trunk starts at we'll your wrist. Is listeners. that right? <laughs> There's no cameras? No. No. <laughs> no. We can physically do anything we want. But think, uh, for folks listening, think of your wrist as what's called the root crown. In other words, these are the roots. Uh -huh. the so the fingers are the Roots, the, roots. the tree starts to flare from the trunk as it this as it tree starts to flare from the root from, from the, the trunk. from the wrist which from, would so the back of your hand would be the the, the, the root flare or the root crown if you okay. put that too deep in the soil when okay. you plant it creates a rot that oh. soil around yes you hate that yeah the soil around uh, covering the crown will set in a rot and the tree may live for some years but in time it'll kill the tree so oh, plant no. the tree a little bit above grade when you put it in the ground after you've massaged those roots. Did, when you put the, right. when you guys planted the treats in our yeah. yard, did you massage the roots? Because maybe that's why Mo keeps trying to dig it up. She's like, these haven't been massaged. We we, we massaged them. I thought we did pretty well, but God knows uh, uh, Mo yeah. made no difference. Yeah, she's, said, she's a sensitive <laughs> dog. But, 
You threatened me with the possibility of us overwatering. Yes. Uh, which I I live in fear of. Oh, don't live in fear. I do. Well, I do. well, but test the soil. And if you yeah. put your finger, you know, again, we're talking about knuckles, and nobody's going to see this. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. All right. Put so your, you put your finger <laughs> in up, up to which knuckle? Up to the second knuckle, uh, and and if it's moist like coffee grounds after you've brewed coffee, that's fine. But you uh-huh. don't want it murky or muddy because you can overwater. Yeah. And there's a tendency of people to worry about it and they keep oh thinking oh the, today's 90 degrees i'll give us more water yeah but you can actually uh harm the tree in time essentially you're drowning the roots because they also need oxygen uh, air pressure pushes oxygen down into the top 12 18 inches of soil oh, wow. so, so, so roots oh, need a, uh-huh. a certain amount of oxygen that's why so, if you have a victim bury them deep yes because <laughs> you don't want them breathing oh <laughs> No, I don't think it works that way. No. no. Um, you know, now you gave us those big green tree people buckets. Yes. Am I right, and I'm going to feel like an idiot if I'm not, that you told us to pour two of those on each time we... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, but, I find that, uh, you know, and I pour them really slowly, but still there's like a little puddle sometimes near... The, uh, this, around the this trunk. Is turning is super that specific bad? to your yard. Yeah, uh, in there's terms a reason of for this. Spreading knowledge to no, our listeners. And other stuff. people need to know. Uh, do you, if there's a puddle around the trunk, is that bad? Yes, that's a great question because if it's okay. taking withdrawn, a long time for the water to percolate down, then yes, back off on the water. You know, okay. wait, wait a week, wait okay. ten days, and, right. and should stay, she right? take that's the saran wrap off the tree? Yes. I don't have saran wrap on the tree. Yes, you do. What are pine cones for? Is that nature's way of giving us uh, table decorations? <laughs> pine cones hold the seeds of, of the pine trees, or, or any conifer has cones, right? There's a all what? sorts of any conifer that's the conifer, the family of, of evergreens uh, with needles, uh, pines, uh, spruces, redwoods, uh, uh, oh, cedars are all conifers. conifers. They I had all, no idea. They they all have cones of some kind, as opposed well, to deciduous trees and stuff. Yes, I was. And oh, I think you said. Can I use my hand again? Yeah. When the, when the no. Con, when the con, <laughs> <laughs> he was doing another visual demonstration. <laughs> Tell me, Jim. Very, I'll get it. When the cone is tight for you. Okay. All, when the cone is tight and he's the, making the, a fist. The seeds are growing inside, and then the seeds are growing then inside. The cone and then no, now you're just repeating up. his words. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I did. Okay, so he opened it. So we had a tight fist to show the cone. The cone. The cone is tight. But then when right, and then when it opens up and he loosened his. Cone open, the seeds yeah. fall out, and the some of them are tiny. Out. Giant redwood tree, two hundred feet tall, fifteen hundred years old, grows from a, a seed that looks like a, a, a piece of pepper. You know, wow, yeah. Huh. yeah. Uh, okay, now oh, I just ca- got ca- I just got past a whiteboard from Captain Crinkle, <laughs> and in it, on it, she uh, speaks of herself in the third person. <laughs> really, and Trump? Says, and what I love about it is I'm going to pretend that that's not an abbreviation because what she's written here, and let's get a picture of this, is Captain Crinkle has a quest. Now, Captain uh, Crinkle, yes, I would say to make get a lot out, of walk noise. Walk out that door and. <laughs> Bon voyage on that quest, yeah. Captain. Follow, follow. It's a question. Yeah. Oh, All right, Captain, a, Captain a good question. Why didn't you write the question on the board? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and what, what was okay. in what world is quest an abbreviation for question? <laughs> no, really okay. Wrote, there are some. Okay. And look. Okay. okay. Go ahead. What's your question? You. No. Why would you? Well, now you've now you've interrupted us, and we can't hear you. Our listeners can't hear you. So. So, so ask your wait, question. She and we'll... says she didn't want to interrupt us, but you're not on the microphone, Bunny. You want the mic? 
Oh, this is such a bad idea. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Captain Crinkle. <laughs> okay, uh, this is my question. Yes. How stupid do you have to be to try and grow a lemon tree from a lemon seed? Uh, <laughs> okay, so the question, the question was, how stupid do you have to be to try to grow a lemon tree from a lemon seed? Well, uh, you know, fruit trees are, are uh, <laughs> fruit trees are another thing in that a lot of them bear fruit, uh, and the seed is. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, when a guy can't do it. Uh, oh, uh, it's uh, impotent. Impotent. But, but <laughs> uh, Wait, is it impotent or is it... Um, this is the Peronies. word. Is it, uh, is it infertile? Infertile. Thank right. you. There we go. Right. Lemons, uh, lemons, <laughs> lemons trees can get it up. <laughs> but is it crooked sometimes? That's yeah, Peronies. Yeah, they bend to the left know. more, more yeah, frequently exactly. to the right, I, I hear. Yeah, no, that's a carrot. What? Ah, oh, jeez. But in other words, some fruit trees are, are grown as hybrids, like uh, you, uh, so you're not going to get a true lemon necessarily from it. So What do you mean uh, you're not going to get a true lemon? Well, get yeah. a lion lemon? Yeah, a lemon that cheats on you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you also... <laughs> do I yeah. smell lime on your your rind? No. <laughs> no. You I've just been in your yard lemon. the whole time. There's a, that's a place in the administration for that. <laughs> lion lemon. It's not like yeah, the lion. worst blues singer ever. Lion lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't to say you shouldn't try it, but there are also uh, sometimes with some fruit trees uh, seeds, you you have to prepare the seed f beforehand. You, can you have go to prepare to the that. seed well, sometimes, like this, sometimes like you put it in the palm of your hand. You go, look, I'm going to put you in the ground now. <laughs> I don't want this to come as a surprise to you. It's going to be dark, but there'll still be oxygen. Some need to be uh, dried out uh, for a period before you plant them, that kind of thing. That's what I'm getting really? at. So beyond that, I don't know. Uh, uh, How stupid do you have yeah, to be? Yeah, it was a question question. <laughs> about intelligence, really. <laughs> right, it was. <laughs> it had almost nothing that, to do with lemon no sense. Wait, now she's coming back to the microphone. This is the danger. Uh, it's, it's like letting a vampire in. If you let her start talking, look, she's leaning over. It's the go ahead, go fucking ahead. worst I mean, thing. That's why I ask, because when, your kids, are in, close to the when your kids are in elementary school, they have them. You know, uh, get a seed and then you get the root on it and right. you plant it, which I did with my daughter. And people I know, the same girlfriends with the candy, were like now laughing, we're, saying yeah, yeah. it would take seven years for it to grow. Her kid went to a really fucked up school. The kids never had fruit because they just waited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them got like rickets. We and, planted uh, the lemon tree. Yeah. They Enjoy your rickets. They waited and waited. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was What's awful. for dinner, Ricketts? <laughs> um, now, I don't know why Captain Kringle felt the need to come to the microphone to elaborate, except to, except to let us know that, yeah. uh, that her candy She's still trying to get her friends, money back from that pub, yeah. private school. Um, <laughs> when Bonnie's kid went to college, Bonnie photoshopped her head onto a lemon to get her in. <laughs> <laughs> Worst cheating ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bonnie's going, going to the big house for it. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. This has been so informative. It really has been. And thank you, Jim Hardy, for watering the roots of our knowledge about trees. Now, Paula, based on that, what advice can you give our listeners about planting trees? Alexi, can I have some sappy music to underscore this uh, uh, summary? Nice. We need trees for shade and to keep the divorce rate down. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a dysfunctional family that lives in a tree? Of course not. You know the expression. If your limb neighbors are squirrels, you'll have nice girls. 
Trees are important, but you can fuck them up if you have a pod puppy or if you plant them too deep or if you overwater. Actually, they cause stress. You know what this is? Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. What is happening? It's the sound of a root ball being massaged before you plant it. <laughs> so the roots spread. All right. Jim Hardy is director of park operations for Tree People. You can get more information about Tree People, its mission, and its upcoming events at treepeople.org. Jim, yeah. thank Fantastic. you for being thank here. You, Jim Hardy. Next up, we've jumped 130 spots on the comedy podcast chart in Poland. Our salute to Poland coming up right after this. The cat of the week is Benjacat Franklin from Belchertown, Massachusetts. So, Paula, breaking news. We are hot, not in Cleveland, in Poland. Wow! We might be hot in Cleveland, too, but but it's kind of big news because we've jumped 130 spots to rise up to number 119 on their comedy podcast charts. So we had Tony Anita Hull look into this. Yes, and it turns out that comes to 225 downloads. Which is a lot for people who speak Polish uh, over the course of three months. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot for us. Yeah, yeah. We, so, we thought we were killing in Moldova, and it turned out we had like three listeners. Right. Yeah. So Paula's no Moldova. No, Paula's no. no. Moldova. We're, yeah. really ta- we're really taking. We're really taking. So let's bring Tony Anita Hall up to the up to the microphone like we customarily do when we get hot in some other country <laughs> for our salute to Poland. Tony Anita Hall, everybody. Tony Anita Hall. <laughs> now Tony is wearing her Greek. Uh, Peplos tonight because Tom Hanks, uh, who isn't here, thank you, Anthony, Tom Hanks insisted uh, that she wear her Greek Peplos in order for him to show up. Uh, But normally she would be wearing the traditional, uh, when representing uh, our success in Poland, the traditional Polish woman's dress, a white blouse with embroidery, a black vest with adornments, a full skirt with a floral pattern, an apron, a headdress, and boots. And a red I'm coral beaded surprised necklace. surprised that you were prepared to say all that, Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's something off, I too. Off the top to of your head? Well, you know, the other thing is that the way we're providing these costumes is uh, with the help from Scott Franciscus, <laughs> Scott Franciscus yeah. our yes. benefactor. Yeah. And we yes. want to he's thank not. him again. No, thank he's you. not. He's just thank a winner you, of a bar of hotel soap that Tony... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, you bring up Tony's worst moment, uh, the moment she comes to my friend. By the way, we haven't let her speak yet. Adam, answer the phone. The phone? Yeah, the phone. I, I don't want to answer Adam, the phone. Adam, answer the phone. I really don't want to. Pl- answer the phone. Hello? Adam, it's me, Winnie Feynman. Who? Winnie Feynman. I, I, I can't believe I got thrown on the phone to you. Winnie Feynman. <laughs> have you been getting my cards? I have not. The big one with the heart? I made it for you special. Did you get it? No. Because I just love you so much. Winnie, where are you I from? Think you're brilliant. I, I know you're on every show, but still I have an anxiety attack sometimes thinking that you're not going to be on a show. Oh. I just love you so much. Did you get the picture I painted of us? No, I did not, Winnie. You didn't? I'm going to breathe weird. <laughs> every time you say something out of me, part of me just melts. I just want you to know I love you so much. Winnie, this is uncomfortable. I, I'm going to ask you I what I've asked you. some of our I other callers. I, want, I just, I Winnie? can't believe you didn't get my card. Winnie, how are you it's calling so a pre-taped podcast, I Winnie? I can't believe I got through to you. The phone lines were so busy. I, 
I just, you're so important to me. Winnie, you sound a, a bit on the neurotic side. I'm wondering how you got our phone number and how you called while we're recording. I, 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 I've just been calling and calling. Are you recording now? Yes, we are, Winnie. Oh, I've just been calling and calling. It's so important to me that you get the heart that I sent you because I love you so Winnie, much. Winnie, this is a little uncomfortable. It's a little uncomfortable. Adam, I have to go now. Okay. I really love you. Thank you. No, I just no, no, want, it's I'm going to send you something else in the mail. No, please don't. You, please don't. I, I just want you to have this picture that I painted of the two of us together. Oh, boy. You said something about having to go? I have to go now. Adam. Okay, that's good. Jesus, I love you. Okay. Bye, Winnie. <laughs> bye, Adam. Wow, what was that about? Gee, boy, you really knock her socks it's off. It's nice to have I a have, fan. You know, I mean, I like you, but that is powerful. Yeah, that was a little much. I, yeah. That made me, as I said, that made me uncomfortable. Uh, so, Tony, what can you tell us about Poland? Yeah, let's learn all about Poland. Uh, college in Poland is free. What? If you're wow. a Polish citizen, you can attend a state-run university without paying tuition. What is it, Bernie Sanders land? I love that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Bernie I, Sanders has been talking about that, at, you know. Um, about Poland? No. Oh, not about Poland, about making college tuition free. He always says it. I think college tuition ought to be free. He says that? Yeah, he says that. <laughs> yeah. It should be free. Yeah. Like yeah. in Poland. That's like the Poland. last thing he says. Like in Poland. I favor um, the Polish model of secondary education. <laughs> it should be free. I, if I weren't looking right at you, I would be like, <laughs> like yeah, you? Well, okay, one thing I know is that as of 2011, they had a 99.7 literacy rate, so they read the Mueller report. Maybe it's because they go to college for... Free there. What else can you tell us about this wonderful land um, before but, Paula takes all the factoids? Um, buying an even number of flowers for funerals is considered a faux pas. A faux pas. Didn't we have a vocabulary word that also yes. meant faux pas? A solecism. There we that go. Is just, oh, nicely done. That is just that is plain like weird. Gear back into your pocket. Maybe we don't need that stupid Last song. Week's word no. Solecism. It, it means faux pas. Social. I okay, forget. so it's a solecism. Uh, so, it's, yeah, that is just the weirdest thing because, all right, say you have somebody die that's close to you and you're mourning, you know, you're like crying, you're weeping. Somebody kindly gives you flowers and then you go, how many? <laughs> how many did he give me? A dozen. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. Yeah. That is just plain weird. It is a little weird. Although, I mean, I insist at my parties that anybody brings me anything, it has to be a prime number of those things. Yeah. Oh, well, you're Lord. talking about a I'm talking about somebody died. Yeah. Somebody died. And, and, Who died, and, Paula? Uh, I don't know. Somebody. Name and, her. Uh, well, I have one example of a death. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, you know, when Captain oh, Culpepper, Culpepper passed, it would have never occurred to me to count the flowers <laughs> that were given uh, during our period of mourning. Were there many flowers sent, Mrs. Culpepper? There were many. Oh, it was a garden of flowers. Yeah. As you look out, uh, he, Captain Culpepper was a, uh, a beloved, beloved man. What branch of the service did Captain Culpepper serve in? Uh, the, uh... uh uh, important branch of the service. Okay, the important <laughs> branch of the service. Uh, he was a uh, uh, Captain Culpepper was in the army. He was in the, the army. Ar he was an he army was captain. A, he was an army captain. That's correct. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's right. Did he ever fight in Poland? That's absurd. No, he did not fight in Poland. I don't know why that would be absurd, but um. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tony, what else you got for us on the hot sheet? Um, Poland is the ninth largest country in Europe, both in terms of population and territory. Oh, it's huh. bigger than Italy and the UK combined. 
separately. Oh. Well, that's good, though, in terms of population and territory. Because, you know, if you have a lot of people but a small territory, you get, you know, people. Crowded. You get people fucking with one another. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) purposely giving an even number of flowers at people's funerals and stuff. Because they're annoyed at the crowding conditions. Just because they just don't get along. (laughs) This is beautiful. (laughs) Now, um, I understand you brought a little bit of the Polish National Anthem with us. Yes, if we could have. Wait, I have to ask a question. What what industries come from Poland? Does anybody know? Because I I looked up their industry. They don't even make poles. I thought that was weird. (laughs) Well, that's not weird. I mean, they're they're missing some branding opportunities, don't you think? What with the popularity of pole dancing and all. You have a point. (laughs) Yeah. But are poles that profitable? It seems like you put in one pole and a lot of people dance on it. Well, yeah, but <laughs> poles are used for lots and lots of things. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, you know, used for fencing and stuff. There's a lot of. We yeah. used to have a pole in our in our basement. I was forever whacking my head on it, even though I don't think that's what it was there for. Okay. <laughs> um, so no, I guess we don't know much about the industries. Do you want to enlighten us, Paula? No, that's I don't know much about the industries. <laughs> what are the main industries in Poland, Tony Anita Hall? Don't know. All right, then let's play that national anthem like so I requested. Sorry. No, it's um, right. the name of the national anthem is Poland is not yet lost. Oh, which oh, I think is, is kind of Poland is not yet lost. lost. Yeah, it says, that <laughs> is some depressing it's Eastern European gloomy, shit right there. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Did, the them. original name was Where's Poland? <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet lost. It's just so pessimistic. Yeah, it was uh, a little uh, downer. Let's hear it. Let's hear if it's cheery. Marco, Poland. Where's Poland? Where'd you have it last? Oh, it's right here on my forehead. Poland is not yet lost. Just around the corner, hidden behind the bush. It's a beautiful song. Beautiful song. Is this Poland? No, it's the Czech Republic. But Poland's right over that way. We've now lost all the listeners of Poland. <laughs> Look, I, somebody, somebody has to translate those lyrics. Tony, we're going to put you in charge of our Poland account. Yeah. We'd like you to keep, I'm the, on it. keep the Poland listeners. <laughs> is there any other style of music that is popular in Poland? Oh, mazurkas are popular. Mazurka is a popular What's a mazurka? What is a mazurka? It's almost, almost kind of sounds like a polka. If you, oh, like, are polkas Polish? I don't know. You didn't do a lot of studying this I time. I didn't. Were you Sorry, busy this guys, week? I was busy. <laughs> Can, hey, Alexi. <laughs> Alexi, do you know if polkas are Polish? I know a German polka. I know Russian polka. He knows a German doesn't polka. He knows like a Russian polka. Polka sounds like Poland. It polka does, does sound it? like Poland. I said the P-O-L. All right, well, let's hear a little bit of a mazurka because we brought it up. <laughs> That's nice, and that's no that's polka. Nice. That's a, that's in waltz time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what the name of that song was? Thank you, Lexi. Found Poland. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, over it's here right the whole here. time. Poland was just right here. It was behind the couch. I found Poland. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Saw that coming. Oh, okay. Polkas are Bohemian, by the way. Polkas, Polkas are Bohemian. Are there Bohemian. We go. Yes, and yep. there isn't even a Bohemia anymore, or is Bohemia now in Poland? Why are you asking all these questions? (laughs) 
because you're our expert coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it's rattling her. Jesus. <laughs> you know, travel Tony doesn't seem as equipped with knowledge no. as perhaps she could be. <laughs> it's time now for Tony's travel. I, I, I'm, I'm Stop really... Stop asking me questions! What do you want? I'm getting hey, so hot. Hey, Tony, what Tony language did I she's speak getting hot. I don't know! <laughs> I'm just helping out. Oh right. my gosh! Well, oh, Tony, so thank funny. you for the thank information. You. Thank you, Tony. Hey, hello, everybody. Fantastic. And Poland, thank you for tuning into our show. You're not yet lost. We believe in you. Yeah, we love you, Poland. Thank you. Paula, you'll be on the road in the coming weeks as usual. Where are you going to be performing as we approach? You know, Adam, I just of winter. hate promoting myself. It's it's awkward. Well, it's the one part of my job that I really don't like. Well, then I apologize and withdraw the question. Moving on to the I'll next- be in San Francisco on New Year's Eve at the Cindy Goldstein Theater that was formerly the Norse. And I'll be in Salt Lake City, Utah on January 17th at the Grand Theater. All right. Heading to, heading to Salt Lake City, huh? What? You, I said you're heading to Salt Lake City. This is what I heard you say. Hemda, hemda. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I heard you. Holy fingers in it. Hemda, hemda, Salt Lake City. Yeah, that's right, exactly and, uh, what so many of us were thinking. And I want our listeners to know that uh, Paula will have um, Poundstone <laughs> Pussy Pillows available uh, for sale at these events. Uh, that is correct. How, how's the Pussy Pillows doing, Paula? They are flying off the shelf. Are Adam. they really? Yeah, they are. <laughs> to recap for our listeners, Paula has decided to market a, a range of new cat toys because she was given 30 pounds of catnip. 35 pounds of catnip. By, uh, wait, wait, don't tell me, executive producer Doug Berman. And in order to deal with the overflow of catnip in your garage, you're now selling these little cat toys. Yeah. You want to describe them? Uh, they're, well, they're little pillows, as okay. Adams pointed out. Uh, uh, my my assistant, Wendell, has been stitching them in a small factory I've created in my son's whole bedroom. And uh, they each have, um, I don't know, what are they, about uh, maybe three inches by two inches. And uh, the, the, it's a little pillow filled with catnip uh, with a cat joke on one side. And on the other side, I can autograph you it, personalize to your, it to your own personal And cat- at the moment, they're only available at your shows. That is correct. Soon they'll be available on our website. When we start, yeah, because our website is, I heard today out in the street that our website is like, it's almost finished. Yeah, the it's new, like going to launch website. any second. I mean, we do have a website, uh, paulapoundstone.com, Paul right. uh, but it's being redone as well. There's a new one about to launch. With an emphasis on the podcast and the pussy pillows. Exactly. Any any minute any Now, minute I've got to say that when, when you first described this scheme, before there ever actually was one of these toys, yes. I sort of, to be naughty, suggested that, they, that we should call them <laughs> Poundstone's Pussy Pillows. Yeah. And it seems like that name is stuck. How are you feeling about that? Uh well, good. I mean, I think of it as, you know, an uh, alternative word for cat, not... Uh, not, not what? Well. What? Uh, you know, not, it's not a sexual thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you were thinking that? No, I was thinking oh, you. Paula. I was thinking you oh. were thinking. Adam, answer oh. the phone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Adam, I have a cute little cat story. Okay. My cat, Clue, hid in the pantry and peed on three boxes of soda cans. I had to wash 36 cans of soda a couple of times in order to get the smell off. You had to wash 36 cans of soda? A couple of times. And then you just decided they were okay and <laughs> drinking the soda right out of the can there. Yeah. 
It's a cute uh, little cat story. That's not a cute little cat. There's nothing cute about that. Absolutely. Cute little cat really? story. Really? All right. Well, Paula will have Poundstone Pussy Pillows available for sale at uh, those events, like I said. And you can find a complete list of her upcoming performances at the aforementioned, still under renovation, PaulaPoundstone.com. We'll be back after this. According to climate scientists, we have 10 years and six weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. I've got a message for you. Hi, it's me, April Wolf, the host of Switchblade Sisters and co-writer of the new horror film Black Christmas. And I'm Katie Walsh, film critic and occasional host of Switchblade Sisters. We're here to announce that for one episode, we will be doing something a little different. Much like Jeff Goldblum and David Cronenberg's The Fly, I will be going through a truly disturbing transformation. April will transform from the interviewer into the interviewee. I will be asking her all about her new film, Black Christmas, her writing process, and ongoing existential dread. But I will also be discussing John Carpenter's perfect masterpiece, Prince of Darkness. You guys seen any movies you like? So tune in to Switchblade Sisters for a one-of-a-kind episode with April Wolf and me, Katie Walsh. See you then. Only the corrupt I listen to now. On this day in unremarkable history, Bobby Fisher said, please pass the salt. No, you took your finger off it. It's my turn. Welcome back, all you nobodies. Hey, Paula Poundstone, um, do you have any uh, messages? I have a message. Damn it. Adam, this yeah. week I have a message okay. for the listeners. Now, now Paula, uh, I, I just want to say that... Um, when you do this uh, simple sample dialogue that we get to every week, yeah, increasingly there's a really long ramp up to even getting to the dialogue, yeah, where you're spelling out the need for it. And I feel like our listeners might be on that page already. Adam, I know I speak for both of us when I say we love making this podcast. We do. And I think it also has been valuable. Let's face it. We've practically saved Thomas Coyne's life. Yeah. He's been dragged somewhere by a bear, and with the help of dedicated nobodies, we're on the verge of finding him. We're not. Unfortunately, the only way we can t continue to make the show is if we increase the numbers of listeners we reach. And there's any number of ways to do that. We could put the show on YouTube, I'm As hearing. As you know, I'm saving up the money I make selling, among other things, Poundstone Pussy Pillows, which are delightful, fresh catnip toys handmade at Poundstone Incorporated. And not and what you were thinking out there. Shame on live you. Shows. I'm saving the money to buy commercial time for Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, during the Super Bowl. That's great. Which costs $5.25 million for 30 seconds. But there's a possibility I might not make it. <laughs> The it's best a, way to spread the word about our podcast is word of mouth. Each listener sharing with their friends and family that they enjoy listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. But that can be an awkward conversation. And here is where we part so ways. I have written this week some simple, simple dialogue to forward that stream. Try this. Okay. Listener's friend. Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I was getting my hair and nails done. Listener. 
Since when do you prioritize that? Listener's friend, since recently. I don't like to leave the house without having my hair and nails done. Eunice. That's a person named Eunice. Could you move here in my light? Fellas, it's a little harsh. Could you make it softer? Uh-oh. Listener, you brought a lighting crew to have lunch with me? And you, who's Eunice? What's up with you? Listener's friend. Well, remember I told you I was doing my 23 and Me? Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Listener, yeah, remember I told you not to because they give your information to the government? Listener's friend, well... Nikki Arnstein, Nikki Arnstein, what a beautiful, beautiful name. I did it anyway, and I found out that I'm related to Barbara Streisand. Listener, that's ridiculous. Listener's friend, people, people who need people. Are we really doing this? But guess who's gonna be dessert? Listener, there's something I never told you before because it felt too awkward. See, Adam? Really? But I listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. Listener's friend. Oh, my man, I love him so. He'll never know when he takes me in his arms. Listener, I'm, I'm, will you stop that and listen to me? Listener's friend. The world is bright. All right. What's the difference if I say I'll go away? Listener, I'm leave. oh for Christ's sakes! <laughs> Listener's friend, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. I'm not sure I can stop. It's in my DNA. Listener, I don't think it is. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, once had on Dr. Wayne Grody, a geneticist of UCLA School of Medicine, and listener's friend, when I know I'll be back on my knees someday for whatever my man is, I am his forevermore. Good God. Listener, he said 99.9% of the reams of genetics they dump on you have no real meaning at all. Besides, whether you are related to Barbara Streisand or not, this is awful. I know you did your 23andMe because you were feeling disconnected and wanted to feel grounded and part of something. I'm telling you, the laughter I get from listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, is uplifting and healing. It makes me feel human enough to let someone in and traffic in front of me. I'm going to go watch the game. Listener's friend. <laughs> wow. Really? Thanks for telling me. I'm going to start listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, too. Do you think they'll ever have Barbara Streisand on? Listener, I don't see why not. Tom Hanks is going to be on. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess applause are in order for that. Um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, that's, that's incredibly specific, Paula. What do you mean? As a sample dialogue for listeners who might want to, you know, talk to their friends. Well, if someone has a friend... That is, uh, that has done the 23andMe and be believes as a result that they're related to Barbara Streisand and can't stop singing her songs and uh, uh, can't leave the house without their hair and we nails don't even know done such a person and, and can't go to lunch without a lighting crew. I yeah. think this is the perfect dialogue to help them. Well, listeners, if you're, you're out there and you... are a bastard if you I, wouldn't want to help somebody like that. I, 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 look, hey, Adam, hey, Adam, answer hey. the phone. What? I don't want to... <laughs> answer the phone. I really don't want to get the phone, Paul. Adam, answer the phone. <laughs> Hello? 
Adam, it's me, Winnie Feynman. Hi, Winnie Feynman. I can't believe I got thrown to you on the phone line. I'm so Are you I'm using so a lucky. landline? I'm so lucky. Yeah. Uh, and I just love you so much. Winnie. To me, you're piquant. And I mean that in the third use. You have a lively charm. Did you get the birdhouse I sent you? A birdhouse? I sent you a birdhouse. Winnie, I'm not getting anything that you're sending me, and I'm gonna what? ask you. I'm gonna ask you to not send me things anymore because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> Adam, yeah, it's so important to me that you get the things that I send you because I love you so much. You, what, what, where's this love so, coming from, Winnie? You're so, How about Paula? You're you love so, Paula too, uh, don't you? I don't love Paula at all because she questions you, and you are right about everything, Adam. Oh yeah, I love you so much. Okay, um, is, could I have a picture? Could would you send me a picture? No, <laughs> no, Winnie, I'm not going to send you a picture of me. I, you know. Uh, Mom, did you send him the birdhouse? Uh-oh, there's a mom involved? I, I, I live with my mother, Adam, right okay, now. I'm well, living well, with my mother, but I would much rather live with you. You are so no, wonderful. No, no, no. You're definitely not going to live with me are, at any point, You Winnie. are so wonderful. Ah. I, You know, the way you keep me at arm's distance. This is the first time I've longed for that Mike Boom Boom guy. You know, because he's a... At least he doesn't make me quite this uncomfortable. I got to go, Adam. I have I, to take out the trash. Look at I really love you. Take care. Bye. Take care, Winnie. Well, that was weird. Boy, she really likes you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> These callers that were starting to pick up on the show, Paula, it's, uh, they're, yeah. they're well. equally upsetting as the hand puppets, <laughs> I got to say. Kinda, they, they both are oh of a piece. Oh, my gosh. I think Tom Hanks is going to love all of it when he gets here. Fuck you, Anthony. I don't know why you would leave that llama here for a whole fucking week and well, eat the petty We don't know where force. Anthony gets his black market animals, and no, he might not I know do, where to put his no. llama. As, I do, you know, I don't have my I don't have my ear to the ground on animal abductions, but uh, I think he's getting them from the LA Zoo or something. No, that's what it seems like. Because they're big animals, usually well, like a llama. Where would well, you just get a let's llama? Let's start spray painting the animals that he brings here, and if they show up back at the zoo, we'll know. Or we could tag their ears or yeah, something, or or tag their ears. Yeah, that's probably yeah, better than yeah, spray paint. Yeah, I don't think you want to <laughs> okay. spray paint a llama. Yeah. No point taken. Uh, point yeah. taken. <laughs> yeah, I think we we might be going to the Hooskow for spray painting a llama. Yeah, well, yeah, what's the llama doing in our studio? Is yeah, what I'm well, it ate the penny for us. Anyway, nobody's remember our email address again is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get my remarkably soft Tri Poly Blend t shirts with the self portrait on the left breast and the memorable quote on the back at paulapoundstone.com as yeah, well. That's a great shirt. Everybody should get it. And yeah. uh, they're remarkably soft. Do you know why they're remarkably soft, Adam? Why? Because they're made with a Tri Poly Blend. See, you're just doing that to get me. You're, 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 uh, you're getting at me again because you know and I know that. I believe, and I'm certain of this, that tripoly isn't a thing, and you you just mispronounced it one day, and now it's a thing for you. No, it's tripoly blend. Hey, no, it's it's not. Adam, get the phone. A a answer the phone. How come every time we argue, the phone rings? Yeah, Adam, get the phone. All right, hello. Hey, Adam, it's me, Mike. Oh, Mike. Man, you are so Mike, right. Mike, what's about your full name again? Tripoly blend, man. Uh, uh, boom Boom, Mike Boom Boom. <laughs> What's your Mike last name, Mike? Bonifet. Bonifet. It's Mike Boom Boom Bonifet. Okay. Adam Felba. So good to talk to you, man. I love you. Uh, uh, you're so thank great. Thank you, Mike. Thank yeah, you. Uh, you know, you were right about this tripoly thing. You know, yeah. what the fuck is she talking about? Well, you know, she's. There's no, there's no tripoly blood. No, she's, it's not. I don't know how you work with her. She is a bitch. I'm hey, 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 Mike. Yeah, you, you I will not have it. you talking about Paula no, Poundstone in that way, Mike. Take it back. Yeah, you can't talk to her about her like that, Mike. Yeah, she's she's a yeah. dear friend of mine. Uh, uh, okay, all right, but you know what I mean, right? 
Well, I think you mean that you want to call her a bitch. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. See, yeah, it wasn't that. High you, five, high five. No, I'm not going to high five you, Mike. One, we're on the phone. High five over the phone. No, oh, man, you are no, great. Michael, I'm not going to high five you. You are great. Man, uh, you know what? I gotta go. But I'll see you after the game. No, on you Friday. won't, Michael. I'll see you after the game on Friday. No, we won't see How each other. How we usually get together after the we game? We never on get together. <laughs> we never get I together, love Mike. I'm hanging out with you. How's the Trans Am coming, Mike? Uh, it's good. It's good. I, and thanks again for the uh, fuzzy dice, man. That I didn't so, send you fuzzy dice, Mike. That was so thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye, All Mike. Right. Bye, Adam. Good bitch. <laughs> wow, Paul, I apologize for that. Wow, boy, that guy really is simpatico with you. Yeah, no, I, I don't. See, I don't want. I don't want to claim any association with him. I don't think we're simpatico at all. You don't? No, I think we have nothing in common, and they, I, I don't want fans like that. But you know what? I think it's great that you, you know, hang out with him after the games. And I stuff. don't. I don't even know that's what game nice. he's talking about. Yeah. Well, that's great. Ah. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, boy, what a full show. show we've had. It really has been a great show. We want to thank everybody. Here's how we do it. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Alexi Chevalier. Nice. And thanks to our guest, Jim Hardy of Tree People. Security muscle is provided by Tyler, the Studio City Behemoth Burke. You should see this guy. He's ripped. Transcription services for the show provided by TranscribeMe. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. <laughs> Won't somebody please listen to me? Where'd I put my country? It seems like I had it just a few minutes ago. It's bigger than the UK. So it shouldn't be this hard to find. It's bigger than Italy. But I can't see it. Wait a minute. There it is. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.